So I'm speaking with Catherine Cargo, who, among other things, or let me say Catherine Cargo Warner, forgive me, mm -hmm. a close family friend, but more importantly for today's discussion, a trained nutritionist. And uh, Catherine has been kind enough to come and speak to us today about various things that I am highly interested in, that I hope others will find of interest. And in, I must say, in having our pre-discussions about this, I had this overly ambitious idea. So shall we say about what we were going to do here today? But I think, and this is all Catherine's idea, that if we can just get it, boil it down to basics, and then if anything, we'll do a follow-up, bearing in mind the time that we have. So it is what we were discussing, Catherine, is because of all of the, and by the way, welcome, Catherine. Uh, Thank you. And because of these questions I get about what kind of diet and what specifically should they eat for basically various reasons, issues, mostly weight loss, sometimes weight gain. Catherine was thinking, and I agree that we could discuss what just some basics, what is good, what is bad, what do some of these terms mean, and so on. So if we can get into... For example, well, anyway, you want to put it, I'll, I'll throw it to you, mm -hmm. Catherine. What, uh, if we can break down what, what your ideas are as it pertains to, you know, a healthy diet, for lack of better words. Well, um, the thing about it, you know, everybody think about eating um, healthy, that it's expensive, it's hard to do. Um, a lot of people only care about healthy eating when they want to lose weight or if they get sick. Am I not right? Right. Right. Exactly. right. But they, there's a term, is this a term again? Um, that food is our health. Is that how it goes? Food is our medicine. Right. Something like that. Right. right. Um, so what exactly is healthy eating? And um, basically healthy eating is choosing nutritionally balanced foods. Um, and also the, all the, the six Caribbean food groups, yeah. right? And I mean, that is basic, basic. This is learning, supposed to learn from primary school, right? right. So those six food groups are staples, um, legumes, fruits, vegetables, food from animals, fats, and oils. So mm. when you eat in all of these, when you eat in all of these different groups, you'll get all the nutrients that your body needs. So what you'd not want to do is to eliminate a food group. Does that make sense? Right. So I got you. So I think um, so a lot. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say a lot of the diets these days that people are promoting are are eliminating food groups. You ever have you ever come across patients who say, oh, they're not eating carbohydrates or they only they don't eat any vegetables or they don't eat this or they don't like that but they cut they're they're cutting out variety and different food groups and each food group have specific um nutrients that benefit you overall exactly so uh, the, the answer to that question is yes every day <laughs> <laughs> there is there are what i call them fad diets i i really yeah. i kind of counsel people in a general direction but of course, I think as we were talking about, hopefully we'll get to it. You know, it's really 
it's a bit difficult because of how basically marketing and internet and other aspects of life as we know it now and in particular i get that no carb one i get the the all veg ones and some of these other paleo keto all these sorts of things so right you know go ahead i was gonna say one of the most popular things i've come across with people when they go on a diet they'll be like oh i only have fruits for breakfast but i'm like fruit out of the six food food groups fruits is just one group right exactly so it's a mental thing they think that fruits and vegetables healthy and they overdo it and sometimes with the salads they put so much um salad dressing with this high calorie salad dressings on it that it's 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 like it's counterproductive exactly yeah so the in terms of so for example what the i'd say i get more people trying to lose weight for example up to today somebody came to my office and said well i said i told them their bmi was clearly uh, this is body mass index which is basically uh, something uh right right so I'm trying not to get too overly technical with the jargon, but clearly she was a little, had on a little bit too much. And I was just suggesting, and it was the reason was why she was there was for hypertension. And we have some work that, of course, I think a lot of us know that if you lose weight, there are a lot of positive benefits on health. And I'm talking cosmetic, although I suppose mm-hmm. that is positive, but there are po- really positive good things about it. It's lowers your blood pressure, your, your blood sugar, anxiety, stress, and mm-hmm. and so on. So I was I was just suggesting to her that you know maybe you could try work on this because of course I, I don't really don't like to browbeat mm-hmm. anyone. And she's saying, but I don't eat anything much. <laughs> so that so that kind of uh-huh. you know, how do you so somebody I know that you know, that is possible. That is that's a popular thing right. there are studies that show that people who are overweight always um underestimate how much they eat okay. but the, unless you have thyroid issues wait you know that um is it hypothyroidism that was slowed yes. slow down your metabolism Hypo, right correct, correct. so if that was slowed down unless it's something like hy- hypothyroidism or something else affecting her and preventing her from losing weight more than likely she's having enough calories to maintain her weight gain Gotcha. And I, I don't want to be technical, but let me say the most layman way to put it. There is a there's a law in um in thermodynamics that energy mm. cannot be created or destroyed. It cannot only move from one form to the next. You ever heard of that? Yes, yes. Sure. Right. So calories have to do with energy. When you exercise, you put out energy. When you eat food, you take in energy. So if you're taking in more energy and more calories than you're putting out, then you're going to put on weight. That's what they call positive energy balance. And if you're taking in less calories or you're putting out more calories, then you'll put yourself in negative energy balance. And that's how you lose weight. So more than likely, she might think that she's not eating a lot. She might be drinking a lot of sweet drinks. And sweet drinks um, have what you call empty calories. I... Like a bottle of soda, I think is about 250 calories and 500 calories a day or 3,500 calories a week. Um, 3,500 calories yeah. is equivalent to one pound. 
right? So if you if it's a week and you have that extra 500 calories, like two bottles of soda or extra patty or I, I don't know, chocolate bar or something small, but it's very calorie dense, you can put on weight. Okay. It's very easy to drink the calories. Gotcha, gotcha. And I find that like those kind of that people who make those kind of comments, I might be drinking it more than eating it. I see. So uh, it would be prudent to do a, a, a food audit, for lack of better words. So what exactly? Yeah. So so as a as a nutritionist or a dietitian, what we normally do is you know ask them what you call a twenty four hour recall. Can I get an idea of what the usual diet is? Uh, and then you can see better where the calories are coming from and how to adjust the diet. Sure. And the, I was I encountered this that okay. um, that there is a certain target that well some of the some of the specialist people here feel like people to consume. I think it's like two thousand two hundred for the males and a little under that for the females. And but at the same time, that same at the same time that I was reading that they were talking about something a little different about the measuring it by cups. Uh, is that something that you can clarify or you recall, Catherine? Uh, I know that like the standard, the standard thing that they might use is like a male 70 kilograms, something, something, and then they, right. they will say 2,500 calories, but that's not the same for every single person. Right. And right. so that is why, that is why you go to a dietitian because it work out how much your energy intake should be, or your, your um, energy requirements are, and then they can, they can write a diet plan based on your goals. That's more technical. Right. So for example, just to be alive, Right, just for your heart to beat for whatever chemical reactions to go take place in your body, for your brain to work and so forth. That's called based on metabolic rate or um, metabolism that people are always talking about, right? And that's how much energy you use to, to stay alive. That's usually for the average person about 1200 calories. So if you're eating below 1200 calories, you'll eventually make yourself sick. So I don't know if it's correct to to have a standard calorie that you're supposed to eat or do you it's better to if you're gonna if you're gonna watch calories to manipulate it based on you as an individual right so this this was the this was the thesis of i think the article that i was reading mm -hmm. that they're sort of moving away from that now where they're right. trying to go to like i think you were saying something to me about this too catherine the a certain amount of cups like this amount of veg that amount of protein. okay i was talking about um portion size right right so portion size is another method um when it comes to eating healthy moderation is important but portion control is very important i was talking to you about like how the plate should look so yes you know you need to know what a portion is for individual foods and that's that is important but for something that's tailored for a particular person, that's something I could work out individually, right? Sure. But for the, for the general advice that gives somebody is that if you have like a, a 10 inch plate, like, you know, like those um, styrofoam plates that people use, disposable mm. plates about mm. that size. Right. If, you, if you split half of that plate, half of that plate should be um, vegetables. So it could be cooked vegetables, or raw vegetables 
and then a quarter of that plate would be a lean meat. So that meat would be grilled, boiled, steamed, some a healthy cooking method, mm. right? Could be jerked, yeah. but it'd be lean meat. So no, no skin, no, no, no um, visible fat. Mm. Also, if you're a vegetarian, then in that quarter you don't you'd want to have peas and beans. That would be equivalent to maybe if you think of pot spoons, because you know the layman don't really think of cups and stuff, right? right. So like a, a a regular serving spoon or a pot spoon, like that would be like a half a cup. So mm. that that quarter of the plate would be maybe two pot spoons. Okay. And if it's meat, it would be like three ounces. So for example, if it was a chicken breast, it'd be like maybe the size of a deck of cards. Gotcha. But I just think it's easier for a lay person to just visualize that that disposable plate, half of it vegetables, a quarter lean meat or peas and beans. Mm. And the other quarter would be some sort of high fiber um, starch. And starch is like ground provisions. Um, whole wheat bread, um, brown rice, that things that are high in fiber, foods, sorry, foods that are high in fiber. So to get into what we what you just okay. said, the for example, the starches, we prefer people to have what you just mentioned, more natural high fiber. Right. Right. And the more natural current. And I, I think it is prudent uh, that we did speak about this that if you look and if your starch is composed of glucose and or sugar and if you so, say that starches are made up of carbohydrates and carbohydrates break down to glucose well, and there glucose you go. technically sugar right yeah, there you go there you go so yeah. i i just think when i say when you look at to the diabetics mm-hmm. when you look at that mm-hmm. piece of yam or whatever it is that's a block of sugar it's a bit dramatic but mm-hmm. I mean that is uh, one thing I point out to them. So so right. To, so you're saying that the naturally occurring high fiber ones you prefer. So and that the reason. right in terms of the 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 starch. Right. So yeah. starch. Right. You are correct. So starch break down to glucose or sugar, right? right? But the thing about things like yam or, or um, potato and the ground provisions, right? Mm-hmm. They have, are, they're very high in fiber and fiber slow down the release of sugar or glucose from, from those starches into your bloodstream. The fiber mm-hmm. is what, what does that. I can't tell you the technical thing, but basically I think it, it's, it's formed like a sticky layer okay. in the blood vessels that prevent it from reaching into your cells as quickly as if you ate white rice. Gotcha. Or white flour, things with white flour and so forth. So it it really slows it down. Another point in terms of for diabetics, another important point is to is to always have the carbohydrates or the starches with protein because protein slows down, also slows down the release of the the breakdown of sugar into the bloodstream because um, the protein it lowers what you call the glycemic index of the carbohydrates or the starches. And the glycemic index is how quickly um, glucose gets to the cells in your body gotcha. or into the bloodstream. I really don't even recall learning that. So I, I thank you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. So those are important things for diabetics. Um, eating high fiber carbohydrates or starches. Starches is the proper name for it. Eating high fiber starches, having protein with all the meals and healthy fats. In terms of, so for example, I tell people sweet potato is double bad because it's sweet and it's starch. Is okay. that how you, how it is looked upon or well, the sugar is one, but it's still, it's still as what we're saying, high in fiber. So that's fine. It's so the thing about it, you know, if you stick into within the, the constraints, like in, I said, like a quarter of the plate, you'll be fine. Cause a quarter of the plate can only hold maybe two slices. Right. The problem is when somebody goes and eats mostly potato. Hardly any vegetables, because remember the vegetables have fiber as well. Gotcha. Vegetables have fiber, and vegetables also help to slow down the release of the sugar from the starches. Okay. So if you're having vegetables and you're having your protein, and then you're having starchy starchy carbohydrate, then you should be your blood sugar levels shouldn't spike too quickly. But if most of your if you're having four pieces of sweet potato, of course. Of happen. course, it's gonna it's gonna send up your <laughs> your blood sugar level. Elementary. Uh, 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 I have to ask. So along this line, therefore, just to say it plainly, rice is not preferred. Dumplings not white, preferred. White white rice. White rice. Okay. Because white the rice is what you call what you call refined carbohydrates, so yeah. your blood sugar would spike quicker. Gotcha. Um. It's better to choose brown rice. And dumplings in terms of... If it's dumpling, you want to use whole wheat flour. Same reason. I would take it. Same reason. And bread yeah. likewise. So whole wheat bread. Right. And the thing about bread, if you look on some, a lot of these breads that are in the supermarket that are labeled whole wheat, it's not technically high fiber. Because sometimes they put in um, coloring in there, like molasses and stuff that color it. So it's more refined than whole wheat. So sometimes it's better to get the whole wheat bread, like homemade or from a bakery or something. You have to be careful with that. You have to read the ingredients and make sure. Yes, there's a lot of marketing. There's a whole industry yeah. of healthy eating. But, and along these lines, Catherine, the, mm -hmm. the meat we mentioned chicken breasts and we like to tell people fish in people you know that do what i do like to say fish but not some parts of the for example the thigh is not and the wing is not really what we have in mind do is that fair to say or what do you mean yeah the, well the thing about like the wing is that they actually the wing is the highest calorie part of the chicken yeah because it is very hard to remove all the skin from the wing. That's the main reason. And the skin, the skin on the, the meat is what increases the calories the most. Gotcha. So what I tend to tell people is that when we say chicken, we mean chicken breast full stop. I, don't, I try not to, I, I just say don't even bother eat any of the other. If you're aiming, if the objective is really, good healthy eating is that fair or is the leg allowed is for example as i said a thigh if they if, if they were to take off the the skin appropriately as you say is that would that be fine 
You see, the thing is that I don't like to limit people. Suppose that's the only thing you have to eat, right? No, um, it, yeah. But in, in the grand scheme of things, it's better to stick with chicken breast. It's the leanest part of the chicken. Right, exactly. You know that the, the thigh have a lot of fat. Chicken leg, chicken leg is not bad because you can remove all the skin and the fat from it. But wing is definitely the highest calorie. The, the wing is the yeah. last, the last yeah. in here. And in terms of fish, any fish you would rather people not other than saltfish, I suppose. <laughs> well, saltfish definitely. Yeah. You have to be careful if you have yeah. high blood pressure. Um, yeah. Like all those preserved fish. I think that generally, if you're having fresh fish, it's good. Gotcha. Everything in moderation, you know. Um, you know that fish, especially fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, and so forth, they're high in omega threes. Right. So and that's important to have as well. So you okay? And what about I, sardine? I would say variety sardine as well. Gotcha. A little bit high in omega and calcium. Because you have those little bones in there. Gotcha. And no specific thoughts. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, this is all general advice, but I just have to ask. Mm -hmm. So the sardine can come. I, th I think you can get an oily version and a non-oily version. Is right. That... It's best to choose. It's best to choose the sardine and water. Gotcha. And gotcha. tuna as well. Tuna and water. Gotcha. Yeah. The the debate about vegetables to uh -huh. complete this little part of the discussion in terms of cooked or non-cooked is there any strong evidence uh, the cooked bean there's a thought that when you cook it you'll reduce the it. right yes um so they have what they call it al dente it's better right. to cook the vegetables like maybe steamed a little bit al dente so it's, it's slightly crispy when you cook it, when you boil it too long or steam it too long, you can, especially the water-soluble vitamins, mm -hmm. can be leached out. Gotcha. So, um, it's always better to cook it that way or eat it raw. I see. They, the... they, um, they, the frozen vegetables sometimes have a lot of um, nutrients in them still. Mm -hmm. So some, for people who can't access Fresh vegetables, frozen vegetables is also an option because they freeze it immediately. I think they fast as they as they pick it. So that's not a bad option. But most frozen vegetables, you'd have to do a little a little steaming. Oh, I see. So the people like to microwave those things, me included. So, <laughs> then, then you might be killing someone. <laughs> don't do idea. it for too long. Just don't do it for too long. Yeah. Gotcha. But I said we're running out of time, but I have to get to this, oh. and I, I, I mm -hmm. need to ask the yeah. somebody comes and says, "What I get?" The specific question is how. Mm -hmm. When I say diet and exercise, mm -hmm. and I, I want your thoughts on exercise in a minute. But what kind of we? I think we've gone through some basic uh, concepts as to what is healthy. Mm -hmm. How do you do you reduce the calories or did you do do you do what what we just spoke about you try and calculate their energy and do it that way or as I said if you if you eat and um, if you're controlling a portion like um, without saying the simple thing about eating half vegetables quarter meat quarter um, starch on your plate on a small plate mm -hmm. then you would be controlling it 
And another important thing is meal timing and spacing. So you want to have at least um, three meals for the day and maybe two snacks in between. And space them out about every three hours, three to four hours, right? Yes. And the snack would be like a, a fruit because it's recommended to have four, at least four servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Okay. So they snack day two snacks in between and have your fruit in the, those snack times. Because remember, fruit, if, especially for diabetics, fruits also have sugar. So you don't want to choose the ones that are the most sweet, but you also don't want to be eating a fruit while you're eating starches because both of them are going to break down to glucose. So it's better to have the fruit in between. And it also will help to maintain your glucose levels throughout the day. So you're not feeling so hungry in the evening that you, you're just grabbing anything sweet to eat mm. or overeating. Or you can have nuts as a, you can have a, a small, maybe a small handful of nuts. Okay. As a, for the as snack. a snack, as a snack as well. The... So, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I hope I didn't veer from your question. <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. Very informative. I, what I was going to ask is, so the other two meals, should they resemble that meal we're discussing as the... Okay, uh, so after? for like breakfast, like for breakfast, um, I know in Jamaica, our breakfast heavy, you know, we have grown provisions and steamed callaloo or ackee or, um, but ackee falls on the fat than on chicken current, still chicken, still chicken and the current chicken and, and brown stew fish all kind of exciting things mm -hmm. but um the same concept is basically there you can have an egg you could have two slices of whole actual whole wheat bread or maybe a potato or maybe a piece of yam or maybe two or three fingers of green banana and vegetables so this would be a lighter this definitely has to be lighter the and then the other meal that and then be... lunch should be very similar and then dinner would be more like breakfast but okay. there's a saying eat breakfast eat breakfast as a king lunch as a prince mm. and and dinner as a pauper oh, <laughs> basically because you're going to sleep for eight hours after technically right and you're not you're not burning any any you're not using up any energy you're not moving you're not exercising so you're gonna eat and sleep oh i see that's it. so i think that's where the concept comes from comes from so you uh, eat heavier in the morning and you kind of tape it or taper it as you go through the day so in a perfect world the the, the heavy meal should be our the lunch meal if, if you oh, could do it or, or it could be in the morning it could be breakfast or lunch yeah wow Right, but okay. heavy is relative. It's better not to have. It's just better to spread your calories throughout the day than have everything one time. Because yes. because you're fasting. That's why they call it break fasting. You know, because you're fasting the whole night when you're sleeping, right? And when you wake up in the morning and you have breakfast, you jump start your jump start your metabolism and you break the fast. And that's why it's called break fast. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and that's why um, even in, even though intermittent fasting will work for some people, it, it's not a long-term thing because long-term, your metabolism will slow down. Your body will go into starvation mode and start holding on to fat. Oh, I see. I see. That is another thing that people come to me uh, asking my thoughts on, I should say. 
And I suppose some of the, the people that at, uh, some of these religious, for religious beliefs, they do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes, the way I see them is they have some other medical problems. I don't want to forget this. Mm-hmm. When Sometimes when people eat late at night, I, I instruct them to just try and stay awake for an hour or two to allow digestion to exit their uh-huh. stomach and uh-huh. based on the fact that i'm trying to get the food to exit the stomach so that they don't get reflux because that's really right you know they yeah get, that's 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 what's recommended at least an hour or two after eating before you go and lie down or sleep right so that's a, yeah i just wanted to hear your yeah it's, that's that. correct yeah so the all right, I, I see I, we're only down to outer time, but after, mm-hmm. well, I said I want to ask you about exercise. Do, based on your training, you have any specifics as it pertains to exercise and duration, type of exercise? All right. Um, so, so remember in the beginning, we we're talking about energy balance and the whole thermodynamics thing, right? So, mm-hmm. energy in, energy out. Mm-hmm. Exercise and energy and eating, they go hand in hand. So if you want to have a healthy life, um, just a healthy lifestyle, exercise is very important. And it's recommended by the World Health Organization to have at least 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous um, exercise daily. Yes. So exercise will help with, it will help to prevent, um, to promote, sorry, weight loss. It will help you just to feel good hormones like endorphins. It helps you to improve hypertension, Reduce heart disease is very important. I think to me, exercise easier than eating healthy, but that's another thing. <laughs> it's also improved bone density. Um, in terms of the type of exercise, moderate to vigorous. So it's 30 minutes per day, right? For somebody who is not exercising, they could probably split it up. So they could do 15 minutes of um, brisk walking in the morning and maybe 15 minutes of like maybe dancing, skipping, um, jogging in the afternoon. I always tell people that find something that will make your heart um, race, like keep you moving, that you enjoy so you can maintain it. So your recommendation is aerobic exercise? If that's for weight loss, if it's for weight loss. But of course, you know, exercise should be aerobic as well as weight training and stretching. Those are the three that I recommend the most. The, I believe the cardiologists recommend that 30 minutes for at least 150 minutes for the week. So they want you to do five days. I've heard various versions. I think that's that I think it works out to the same. Yeah. 30 minutes a day, yeah. five days a week. I think it, it works out to about that. That's what WHO um, recommend. You're correct. Yeah. So well that I think right there. Well, they've, I guess they've read similar papers. So you, you have to start off slow and then you build it up until you get to where you want to be. So you tailor it likewise. And mm-hmm. I think finally, I just, since I asked about weight loss, in terms of weight mm-hmm. gain, uh, your thoughts, you would do similar things to... You would have to increase the calorie intake. Usually um, you could do that because it's hard to... For somebody who is slim and not eating as much, it's hard to just start eating a lot of food once. So sometimes I'd recommend shakes, like um, having high or calorie dense shakes, uh, like adding peanut butter, oats, things like that, bananas and stuff in a shake and drinking it. But the best way to put on weight, because remember, 
lean tissue or muscle is heavier than fat. The best way to put on weight would be doing weight, weight training exercises because you can control where the weight is going. If I just sit here and eat a lot of calories to put on weight, I might end up with all the calories in my belly. All the, sorry, all the fat in my, on my belly, right? I see, I see, I see. <laughs> or, or in your hips or in your legs. But if you want to control where you are you're bulking up, it's best to do weight, um, weight training. So essentially, it would be in a perfect world, a group effort. You're somebody mm -hmm. in your field with a physical trainer, mm -hmm. that sort of individual, and of course, and a doctor, uh, and a, well, I suppose somebody in my field to help as well. Right. All right. Well. I hope that was helpful. Yes, Catherine. Thank you. I think we can wrap up here.